Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. Let's get started. Let's see what Kyle Chaos is up to. What up, Kyle Chaos? Not much here in order. Yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm all just... together in my head today. <laughs> yeah, I just that got is, back uh... from group. Alright, uh, yeah. Not as, not as uh, tired and apathetic and retarded as I was yesterday. But, uh, there's a dude, I don't know, like, if he's a sheriff or what is job is. He does something with electronic shit. We get, come to the back of the house and stuff. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, the dude, I think the dude is knows witchcraft or knows something with something like beam resonance energy or electronic uh, things uh, designed to uh, do the similar to witchcraft or whatever, you know, might have, you might know uh, where the PAs and the speakers are. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the last robocall this dude gave me, you know, because I've been hounded by these robocalls, was telling me to worry about funeral expenses, so I don't know if this dude wants to kill me. <laughs> but, uh, He's coming for you, Kyle. Might be. Yeah, ready to dive into the news? Yeah, let's dive into the weird news. <laughs> yeah, Trump's Justice Department to argue for end of Obamacare in Supreme Court. Okay. Well, if it gets ended, it'll just be restarted again under Biden. So, kind of like now that you're not president, kind of a waste of time now. I mean, maybe not. Maybe the Congress can do something, but, uh, okay. Well, he can do a bunch of fucking executive orders since he's out of office, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, all he can do is some executive orders. He knows that he's, like, doesn't have that much time left, you know. I don't know what the Republican Congress Gonna, you know, the Republicans in the Senate and uh, the House of Representatives are going to do. Yeah, and then uh, Pfizer says its COVID-19 vaccine is more than 90% effective. Oh boy. More biological warfare coming soon. Coming soon to a needle near you. Coming soon to a needle near you. It's it's funny. It's good. Like that. And then Johnny Depp's supposed to make eight figures for his one scene in the new Fantastic Beast movie. Okay. So yep, he's getting paid. Kind of like what was this movie about? This is that. Uh, the Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter in this case of the disappearing children. 
Yeah, it's actually about like a supernatural beast and shit. You know, and they find them oh, yeah. and like show that they're not monsters as long as you know how to tame them. They're not monsters as long as you're really good at that. <laughs> but then we can be monsters anyway. They're just monsters in a good way. Just monsters that'll tear up every orchid you have. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder how many chicks want a basilisk up their pussy. They could probably fit it. Um... I don't know if they want it, but man, if, they, if, the, if the beast wants it, uh, then it's going to happen. <laughs> and then pretty soon you'll be able to, like, park a, park a, uh, ten-ton truck uh, in, 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 uh, in a pussy after, after, uh, that beast is done with it. Yep. And after Biden win GOPI's investigations into the 2020 election... Okay, see what goes on. And then the Pentagon's top policy official resigns after clashing with the White House. Yeah. I'm so... Pentagon's top official, so who's this and what, what was the clash in the White House about? James Anderson, acting under Secretary of Defense for Policy. The Pentagon's acting policy chief resigned on Tuesday after falling out of favor with the White House, raising fears of a post-election purge at the Defense Department. Okay, well... If there's a purge, Joseph Biden can always hire those people back if, if he wants to. Yeah, probably. So they're um, all turning on their Carpenters albums because the purge is about to come. Right. And then Anthony Tata is supposed to be like um, the next pick that Trump has for the, uh, huh. yeah, under Secretary of Defense. Okay. See what winds up happening in the next couple months. <laughs> and then President Donald Trump's controversial nominee for the top policy job who was pulled from contention due to Islamophobic tweets. Damn, okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty weird. So he wants a guy who doesn't like Muslims. Okay. If you hate, if you hate Arab people, then we want you. Alright, fuck those sand Yeah, you said what I was, 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 what I was telepathically speaking. <laughs> so you're getting good at grokking. 
Okay, let's move on to the next story. Arizona County dismisses marijuana charges after state vote to legalize it. Yay! So a bunch of people are getting their records purged. Ah. Well, and guess who just sent me a text message? Who? Same fucker that just came by the house about half an hour ago. Then Thomas poses mask mandate question during a Supreme Court ACA hearing. Okay, okay. So who's the hearing with, and what was the response? <laughs> Says would people have standing to challenge the mandate to wear a mask? Thomas asks. Mm-hmm. Justice Clarence Thomas turned to the ongoing pandemic when inter- interrogating the issue of standing in the Affordable Care Act case at the Supreme Court on Tuesday. Putting the Chief Justice's question in today's terms, I assume that in most places there is no penalty for wearing a face mask or a mask during COVID, but there is some degree of opprobrium, opprobrium if someone does not wear it in certain settings. What if someone violates that command? Let's say it's in similar terms to the mandate here, but no penalty. Would they have standing to challenge the mandate to wear a mask? What if there's a penalty? Do we have standing? Says Michael Moongan, California Solicitor General, who is defending Obamacare in court today, argued that without a threat of enforcement, there can be no harm. Okay, but, you know, we have the threat of enforcement. So what are we going to do then? You know? Yeah, exactly. So he's, like, basically not really answering the question. It's like, well, it's not being enforced right now, and if it does, I'm not answering the question. I mean, unless he says more. Uh, says the health care law has been challenged by 18 Republican states led by Texas who are claiming it's unconstitutional for the federal government to command people to purchase health care. The health care law's individual mandate imposes a tax penalty on people who do not have health insurance, but Congress lowered the mandate to zero dollars in 2019. And then it just continues on saying, even without a penalty, you could have a chilling effect. Moongan said, while there are multiple theories of harm surrounding the case, the plaintiffs have not offered a different theory that there was harm inflicted by a toothless individual mandate from previous attempts to undermine the suit. The Affordable Care Act. Okay, well, 
We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I really am worried about how much is the government going to try to push this on us. And, you know, what's the worst thing that we can have happen to us, you know? Yeah. If we fight this, because we really need to fight this. Whatever the, you know, there's... You know, and, and we need to fight this chilling effect this is having on us. The, the, the fact that the government is trying to make there be a chilling effect on the masses is a problem. And then Vatican admits Pope John Paul II was warned about abusive Archbishop Theodore McCarrick. Yeah, okay. What did Theodore McCarrick do? But fuck some little boys? Let's see. Late Pope John Paul II was warned about allegations of sexual impiety by Theodore McCarrick but chose to promote him to Archbishop of Washington anyway, following McCarrick's own denials and investigation by American bishops that returned inaccurate and incomplete I information. Think, I think sure. Shit. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so basically this guy got accused of doing shit, but they couldn't prove it. And he promoted him anyways. Okay. No, right on. Power to the weirdos. So, like, what, do they have any more things that they said he did or that people are saying he did? I think I heard a thing on this from, like, one of the chick that accused him of something. He was able to fuck. <laughs> so the report into the Vatican's handling of the highest ranking church figure to be defrocked over sexual abuse comes after two years of investigation. And years of scrutiny over how McCarrick was allowed to rise through the hierarchy. Uh, it doesn't say what he did. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Uh, he resigned from the College of Cardinals in 2018 and was defrocked by the Vatican last year after a church trial found him guilty of sexually abusing minors. Uh. Now, were they coal miners, or were they uh, tungsten miners, or what kind of thing did they mine? I think they were Huggies miners. Oh, okay. Hey, hey. Alright. Fauci says the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine could be given by the end of the year. Great. Fuck you, Fauci. Fuck them. Somebody accidentally take them in the woods and shoot them in the face. Please. 
And then COVID-19 vaccine distribution will start within 24 hours of approval. That's fast. Masses are asses. And then 50 Cent weighs in on T.I. drama. They will kill you for what you just said. Okay, so I don't even know what this drama was. (laughs) Let's see. Fifty told Ti that he needed to chill and add that he was bugging for saying anything. Okay, about what? <laughs> what did Ti say? Ti made a post about Atlanta being a progressive city with loving residents and told the general public, "Stop coming here to kill each other." Okay. Well- that makes sense. Why is that so controversial? Like, damn. When, like, a bunch of gangbangers are like, fuck you, T.I., we will kill people in Atlanta. Right. We're here to fucking pistol whip motherfuckers. It's like, we gotta get our money. <laughs> okay. Stupid gang shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, Microsoft employees sentenced to nine years in first U.S. Bitcoin case involving tax fraud. Wow. That's funny. Yeah, it is. So, like, fucking... how did Bitcoin come into this? <laughs> huh? How did Bitcoin come into this? Well, he was probably buying Bitcoin... And, uh, like, to hide his taxes. So, like, not paying his taxes and buying Bitcoin instead. Yeah, okay. A former Microsoft engineer has been sentenced to nine years for stealing more than 10 billion, well, 10 million in digital value from his past employer in the form of currency stored value. Including gift cards. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, he just stole Bitcoin. He didn't, like, tax evade, but he, like, stole Bitcoins. Okay. Well, would they, like, compute through a computer? Yeah, through a computer. Okay, well, now I guess if you steal Bitcoin, now you can get charged for it. So, right on. Now the government's got its hands in cryptocurrency. I'm sticking with stocks. I just bought six bucks in Disney stock. Mm 
So now I own Mickey Mouse a little bit. I own a little bit of Mickey. So when when they start uh, the cops start wearing uh, Mickey Mouse hats, you know, half with Mickey Mouse ears, and uh, with the uh, camera on one side of the hat and the microphone on, you know, then uh, you can say you're part of uh, the new normal or whatever the fuck it is. Huh? I just thought about that. I own part of Star Wars. Hey, hey, right on. Yeah, so, next time they come out with a Star Wars movie. Yeah, holy shit, I didn't think about that. Like, Star Wars movies, The Mandalorian, all that shit, I own a little bit. Yeah. That's a good investment. Now my podcast possesses power. I'm a stock owner. <laughs> Disney, do as I command. Invest in the dark side. Yep, I'm invested in the dark side and the light side of the force. Yeah. Yeah, it only cost me six bucks, too. Yeah, well, ain't that much stock, then. Nah, to get a whole share, I would have had to spend like a hundred and forty something. Yeah, so it ain't that heavy. <laughs> yeah, on less than one percent of a stock. Well, less than one yeah, percent of the company. Yeah, that means you're like an in, an insignificant, minuscule person in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Good way to put it, Kyle. Way to diminish my my money. Exactly. Your money is being diminished right now since we speak. And then Carl Lentz's Hillsong Church founder slams rumors and gossip after Justin Bieber's pastor fired for cheating. Okay, like, why is this so damn cute? Like, hey, say, say the first part of the, the thing again. Carl Lentz's Hillsong Church founder slams rumors and gossip after Justin Bieber's pastor fired for cheating. Okay, well, either way, who cares about what goes on in that stupid church? Yeah, I don't care either. Like, unless they're showing what hot chick he was fucking, I don't particularly care. Yeah, exactly. You know, we just want to know, like, how good was this chick? that he's leaving his wife for and, uh, or that, you know, he cheated on his wife for and, uh, do any of us have a chance with it? <laughs> and then Chappelle show episode removed from Netflix and HBO Max due to Ron Jeremy. Huh? Yeah, apparently, like, the episode related to Ron Jeremy, and they removed it from Netflix. Why? Let us see. See. Okay. Playing people are overjoyed that Chappelle's show is finally available to stream on Netflix. The beloved sketch comedy series can now be enjoyed on both. 
the aforementioned platform and HBO Max. But longtime fans of the titular comedian's most well-known work might notice that a particular episode is missing from both services. Predictably, it turns out that this omission isn't an oversight. In fact, the decision to not include it is probably for the best. The sixth episode of the season has been yanked from the platforms due to a cameo by disgraced adult film star Ron Jeremy. At the time, the iconic porn actor was most known for his appearances in hundreds of X-rated movies. Since then, however, he's become a cultural prior after multiple women have come forward and accused him of sexual assault. Ah, damn. Yep, he got me too Yeah, that sucks. But now, look, now you can't even show that show anymore. God damn. This is so fucking lame. So now you can't even see the good bits from that show. Well, nah, just not Ron Jeremy. He's only one episode. Yeah, that's it. So that whole episode, you can't see any of the good bits from that episode if you watched, you know, on uh, Netflix or whatever. Like, yeah, why would that's what I'm thinking? Yeah, race history. Yeah, why wouldn't they just erase his part? Like, why don't they just get rid of the sketch that he was in? Another way that we're being screwed with by these, these uh, women. Yeah, Fox News is cutting people off when they bring up the conspiracy theory that uh, the election was stolen. Okay, well, that's good. That's, uh, you know, they're trying to get some sense of reputability, and I guess the Republicans are going to go back to the mainstream Republicans, and, uh, you know, they're, I don't think they're going to make another attempt to try to drain the swamp. And then Sean Connery's widow could face jail time over alleged tax fraud in Spain. Okay. That sounds like gossip. <laughs> True. And then FDA gives emergency authorization to drug that can keep COVID-19 patients out of the hospital. Wait, say that again? 
Federal Drug Administration gives emergency authorization to drug that can keep COVID-19 patients out of the hospital. Okay. Cool. And they can quit bitching about the healthcare system is overtaxed with patients. Head of DOJ's election crimes unit steps down after Bar OK's election inquiries. Huh? Head of the Department of Justice election crimes unit steps down after Bar OK's election inquiries. Okay. So he quit because they're allowing Trump to investigate the election. Okay, well, that's uh, another weird thing in the story. <laughs> yep. Well, the American Heart Association says you should eat more peppers to live longer. Okay, well, I've experienced enough life. I don't want to live long. I just want to die as fast as possible. So, fuck this. I've had enough bad experiences. I don't need any more. And Disneyland furloughs more workers, citing limbo on reopening. Well, I guess they're not wishing on any star right now. <laughs> Sorry, your job is going to get to Disney death. Am I see you in hell, motherfuckers? K-E-Y. Why we give you a, fur- uh, a furlough? Because we can. M-O-U-S-C. Ed Henry rape accuser adds more claims about when Fox News learned of his alleged misconduct. Henry rape accuser adds more claims about when Fox News learned of his alleged misconduct. Okay. So when did Fox find out that uh, he uh, was able to get as much pussy as he did? (laughs) Whether they wanted to or not. The woman who accused 
the former Fox News star Ed Henry of raping her in 2017 is doubling down on her claims that Fox News knew about his alleged misconduct against multiple women years before he was fired and did nothing about it. So they knew he was getting pussy and they didn't care. Her pussy. Which, uh, right on. <laughs> you were able to make sure she couldn't deprive you. <laughs> Even if she wanted to. Even though she wanted to. And New York City's public school system is barely even pretending to teach. Okay. What's the proof that they're not pretending to teach? Are their their online stuff that funny? Nearly two months into the school year, city teachers are no longer pretending kids will learn much this year. And some even doing their other things besides teaching during online classes. Mm, like what? <laughs> As the Post, Susan Elderman reports, one student at Edward R. Murrow High School in Brooklyn says his teacher... Naisha Archer gave her algebra lesson from a car. How much of a lesson could it be? He wondered a month ago, another taught from a hammock while interacting with his kids at the same time. Okay. Well, you do the best you can. You know, when they make you work at home, then you work doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah, these teachers are multitasking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they can do stuff that I can't do. I am not a multitasker. I cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, you're going to get a kick out of this, Kyle. Oregon becomes the first state to decriminalize small amounts of heroin and other street drugs. Hey, right on. Your freest state in, you know, not, we're not freest because they got all that coronavirus bullshit, but when it comes to that, that is the freest uh, state in the, the U.S., Right on. Yeah, they're probably the, the most. The country will follow suit. Yeah, they're probably the most fucking drug forward state in the country. Yeah, it's powerful. Powerful news. Hey. 
which people are dying from heroin, so I don't, <laughs> I don't completely get it. <laughs> but you know, hey. No, I get it. You should be able to die from it if you want. Yeah, you'll just uh, be like, ah, like, Doc, shoot me up. No, you've had enough. Shoot me up, god damn it. Use yeah. my leg veins. Yeah, hey, like I said, better way to die than dying saving somebody from fire. Hmm. Biogen stock might not recover from Alzheimer's treatment setback. Mm-hmm. That's the same company that helped uh, Pfizer develop the vaccine. Yeah. Alright, it's fizzling out. Ready to... Ready to head to NPR? Yeah, let's do NPR. Then Supreme Court appears likely to uphold Obamacare. Ah. Okay. Why did they say that it looks like they're going to uphold it? At least two of the court's conservative justices seem to suggest the law should stand whether or not the individual mandate is found unconstitutional. Okay. I mean, I guess if they say the individual mandate's unconstitutional, that would be a good victory for everybody, really, for not force you to have it. Well, the individual mandate also makes it where you have to pay for it, whether you get it or not, in taxes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. I mean, Fauci says... I think the thing is, if you can you choose not to have insurance, or can they force you? You know, and give you whatever penalties after that because you don't have insurance. Then Dr. Fauci says the vaccine's on its way, folks. And then Brooklyn names him a COVID hero. Oh God. Yeah. He does not deserve to be treated like a goddamn hero. Yeah. One of the worst villains that, that we've had here for the past eight months. 
Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but uh, I'm still interested in what their argument is on the Supreme Court thing. I mean, that does seem to be a pretty important issue. With, uh, you know, are With Obamacare once again on the chopping block at the U.S. Supreme Court, comments from the justices appeared to suggest Tuesday that a majority is inclined to leave the bulk of the Affordable Care Act in place. Okay. At least two of the court's conservatives, Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Barrett Kavanaugh, seem to suggest they will vote to preserve the rest of the law, even if the individual mandate is found unconstitutional. Okay. On those occasions, the latest challenge to the law was brought by Texas, other GOP-run states, and the Trump administration. They assert that because the penalty has been zeroed out, it raises no revenue is no longer a tax and thus is unconstitutional. Okay. Well, in this, the way things are currently, it might be, I don't know. We'll see if uh, Biden uh, overturns all that. It says, what's more, they contend that the mandate was so interwoven with the rest of the law the whole Obamacare statute, including protections for those with pre-existing conditions, should be struck down. Hmm. Wait, say that again? Was that last sentence? What's more, they contend that the mandate was so interwoven with the rest of the law. The whole Obamacare statute, including protections for those with pre-existing conditions, should be struck down. Okay. And who's saying this? Uh, the GOP and the Trump administration. Oh, okay. Okay. Chief Justice John Roberts pushed back against that idea, telling Texas Solicitor General Kyle Hawkins, I think it's hard for you to argue that Congress intended the entire act to fall if the mandate were struck down when the same Congress that lowered the penalty to zero did not even try to repeal the rest of the act. I think, frankly, that they wanted the court to do that, but that's not our job. Yeah, okay. Okay, so basically, they already said that it was unconstitutional, so, or did they decide whether it was unconstitutional? Or did, they're, just, they're just trying to decide whether it's unconstitutional before the, everybody have insurance. They're trying to decide. They haven't decided yet. Okay. In Wisconsin, man. Huh. Huh, fuck. 
Wisconsin man charged with providing rifle used in Kenosha protest shootings. Wait, what part about the rifle used in Kenosha protest shooting? A guy is getting charged for giving Kyle Rittenhouse the gun that he used to shoot people with. Okay. We kind of would expect that to happen. Yeah, he was a minor. Says report, the pandemic is not good for freedom and democracy, but there are exceptions. A survey from the nonpartisan group Freedom House finds that democracy and human rights have lost ground in 80 countries and even calls the U.S. to task, but there are bright spots. With even called what? Even calls out the U.S. Okay, well, okay, what are the bright spots? Because now this is proof that this is all the governments of the world collectively taking away everybody's freedom and human rights. Yeah, that's true. The pandemic has had a chilling effect on freedom around the globe. According to a new report from Freedom House, a nonpartisan group that advocates for democracy and whose founders include Eleanor Roosevelt and Wendell Wilkie. Okay, so it was founded way back in the 40s. (laughs) Yeah, the notion that democracy is being impinged upon in this pandemic is not surprising. The idea that people's freedoms are being curtailed is absolutely true and objectively verifiable and is happening, says Margaret Crook, professor of health systems at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, who is not involved with the report. Okay. Certain countries show how a global health emergency can have far-ranging repercussions on overall health and well-being of a country but also how countries can rally and do the right thing. <laughs> okay. That's their loaded term. <laughs> so the picture looks bleak. Since the outbreak began, the condition for democracy and human rights has grown worse in 80 countries. The report points out clear cases where governments have used COVID-19 as a pretext to shut down opposition, marginalize minority groups, and control information. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happened, yeah. It is too early to say whether these infringements will persist after the pandemic, Crook says. According to the report, 64% of survey respondents agreed that the impact of COVID-19 would have a negative effect on democracy over the next three to five years. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I mean, you know, I don't think they're going to let there be an after the pandemic. That this new power that the government has is uh, 
that important that I don't think they're going to let this end. And if they do, it's because they're going to force everybody to get biological warfare so there's even more sickness. So where's the bright spot on this? Uh, here highlights from the report, abuse of power, according to the survey, 59 out of 192 countries saw some kind of violence or abuse of power as a result of lockdowns and other pandemic measures. Okay. Police were using quarantine as an excuse to beat people or forcibly take them into custody. Uh huh. Let me skip to the bright spots. Well, we still we still want to know what else they're saying. This is pretty important. Well, they're just bringing up examples of uh, abuse of power. Okay. What are the examples? Because this is important. Uh, she cites cases in Zimbabwe as one of the most egregious examples. The country has been using COVID-19 restrictions as an excuse for a widespread campaign of threats, harassment, and physical assault on opposition. Okay, so even though the communist dude is out of power, the new dude who's taken over is oppressing people just as heavy. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the the dude's name. There was like a huge thing when, when the communist leader that was running it for how many years was finally taken down and everybody was celebrating, but now with this new leader, they still don't have a reason to celebrate. Yeah, Zimbabwean police using force to arrest at least 12 nurses and healthcare workers protesting on the street for better salaries and work conditions. Yeah, that sucks. I can't remember, was the dude's name Agave or something, or Adabe? I don't remember what the dude's name was, but... Yeah, it doesn't say. Okay. No, I mean, the new leader, I don't know who the new leader is. I remember the old leader. I was thinking the old leader, because that was the one that they were talking all about a couple summers ago. says Muslims say they have faced increased discrimination, harassment, and attacks in India. Yeah, yeah now India, you can't go anywhere over there. They, they, uh, people have been forced to just eat rice there pretty much uh, until the some of the places have been listed. But they, they, if you go past a certain area, they'll shoot you. Yeah, and then uh, control of information. Mm-hmm. At least 91 of 192 countries had some kind of restriction on news media during the outbreak, according to the survey. Yeah, we can obviously tell that. <laughs> the news has been very bullshit and not listening. 
very much. Any arguments against uh, coronavirus uh, paranoia get out at all? Says the report cites examples from around the world. In Nigeria, a journalist who covered the alleged collapse of a COVID-19 isolation center was detained by the authorities and threatened with criminal prosecution on false news charges. Damn. What else happened? In Tanzania, well, Tanzania... A journalist was suspended for allegedly reporting about a COVID-19 patient without the patient's consent in April. And in Singapore, the government is using its new anti-fake news law to take down social media posts and news stories that clash with government messaging. Damn. So their anti-fake news law is uh, leading to only their fake news being able to get out there. In the country where they can cane you. <laughs> the Trump administration has been criticized for using a number of tactics to control the narrative around the virus. This includes scapegoating, yeah, pushing. That. Yeah, this Wait. just sounds like bullshit. Well, I'm going to say Trump. Like, what are they saying he did? Let's hear what they're saying he did. They're saying he's. They're they're saying he used scapegoating, pushing unproven cures, and downplaying the severity of the crisis. Okay, well, that's, I think that's bullshit. And uh, I think they're upplaying the severity of the crisis. And media all over the world is upplaying the severity of this crisis. And, uh, okay, so... Alright, now here are the bright spots. Okay. Only one country reported a positive trend over the past few months. Malawi. Oh, there's only one bright spot for one country. That's kind of like... Okay, what happened in Malawi? <laughs> they had a really bad election in 2019. Lots of fraud and people just assumed that the result was going to stand. But then it was contested, and it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court actually surprised everyone with a show of independence from the ruling party and said, yes, the election was fraudulent, it needs to be redone. Okay, so all this was just to tell us that, okay, kind of a, a, a I don't know if you call that clickbait or what. But again, we did learn how a bunch of people have been screwed with, but it's also it's like saying that when Trump was uh, trying to not make it so paranoid that that was bad to not make it so paranoid. And so, like, this whole article, outside of saying, okay, this says, you know, that the, the U.S. has been, you know, like the first part of the article was the most true part of the article, where they said the U.S. and the government has used the coronavirus to cut down on, on everything and, and uh, mess with freedom of the media. <laughs> but overall, that was kind, of was, like, was kind of like a clickbait story. And Tunisia protesters say that the government has treated them well. Okay. That's, again, not saying very much, especially in a country like that where, you know, you have to say that in general. 
Oh, the government's cheated as well. Yeah, probably. Are we ready to head to the next story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we already covered that story. Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer were reelected. Wait, Mitch McConnell, what? Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer were reelected. Okay, so it's the same fuckers uh, running both parties, I guess, uh, in the Senate. Yep. So. <laughs> The same bullshit. Different day. I mean, I hate both. I hate Chuck Schumer and I hate Mitch McConnell. I just, uh, they're both uh, oppressors to me. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Amazon faces antitrust charges from European regulators. Amazon. Okay, that's uh, a good thing, I think. Yeah, the EU accused Amazon of exploiting data collected from other sellers for its own profit. These are the first formal charges against the retail giant in a spate of antitrust probes in the European U.S. Ah. And then latest ceasefire in Nagorno-Karabakh leaves Armenians feeling betrayed by government. Okay. So the Armenians are fighting, what, Chechnyans, or who are they fighting now? <laughs> Where is this? Uh, some 2,000 Russian peacekeepers are set to arrive in Nagorno-Karabakh to oversee a new ceasefire aimed at halting the heaviest fighting in decades between Azerbaijan and ethnic Armenians for control of the breakaway region. Okay. And... I don't know, are there any good, are, are both people bad guys, or are there, is one group good guys and the other bad guys? And we're back. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos Near and Order Show. Ready to head to InfoWars, Kyle Chaos? Yeah, let's head first to uh, InfoWars. Hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's see what depressing and wild shit they got today. Yeah. Probably some similar shit to yesterday. <laughs> Mike Pompeo says there will be a smooth transition to second Trump administration. Sounds like he's blowing smoke out his ass. Well, I don't know. I don't think he is. I think uh, the uh, lack of transfer power is going to go smoothly like it always does. (laughs) Looks like Sherry and the kids are here. Ready for our loud moment. <laughs> okay. And then they're saying, well, a biotech expert is saying the COVID-19 vaccine announcement was deliberately delayed until after the election. Wait, who's saying this? Who said that the, the, the vaccine announcement was deliberately done after the election? Yeah, a biotech sector expert has suggested that the announcement of a new successful COVID-19 vaccine was deliberately delayed until after the presidential election so it wouldn't boost Trump's chances of winning. Okay. <laughs> Could be true. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, it sounds know. like an opinion piece. Yeah. <laughs> then New Orleans pushes mask propaganda on NCIS. Okay, well, screw that. That just sounds like all the lean propaganda I've been seeing. Especially those California government ads. That they show where they show the tobacco ad first, and then they show the uh, you know the anti-tobacco ad followed by the oh we're all sick because we need to wear a mask. Realize you might give something you can't give back. If I do, then I'll be proud to give them something they got that they can't that I can't give back. God damn. And then the other dude, they got the, uh, the black dude going, I'm the coronavirus. You know, he gets to play the, the, the villain of coronavirus. Ah, uh, see, these people aren't wearing a mask, so I can get everybody infected and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, dude. Then ex-CIA chief Brennan pushes palace coup against President Trump to stop declassifications. Ex-CIA chief uh, declassifications uh, Man, who the is fuck the UFO is this lady, bro? Kennedy assassination. Why do people keep hitting me up with scams on Facebook? Because they love to, everybody loves to scam everybody. Yeah, she hits me up fucking talking in Spanish, and then I'm like, habla inglés, and then she fucking says English. I'm like, man, this is some bullshit. She's like, oh, I can't speak on Facebook. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Trump's cabinet should seriously consider invoking the 25th Amendment and pushing Donald Trump out because he is just very unpredictable now. Okay, what was the thing about the declassification stuff? I don't know, let's see. Former Central Intelligence Agency Director John Brennan called for Vice President Mike Pence to lead a 25th Amendment coup against President Trump before he chooses to declassify more revelations about the deep state. Yeah, okay, now that might be... Okay, well, let's hope it does get declassified. If there is any revelations about it, let's hope it does get declassified. That's the problem. There's so many things are classified, it's ridiculous. Do they give us any hints on what we could find out about? Yeah, it says, I'm very concerned what he might do in his remaining 70 days in office. Brennan said on Monday, Cuomo primetime, is he going to take some type of military action? Is he going to release some type of information that could, in fact, threaten our national security interests? Well, let's hope he does. Because everything that the national security interest is against the interest of the people. Yeah, probably. Okay, so what else is it? Uh, declassify everything related to Russiagate, Jeffrey Epstein, and election meddling. I don't think anybody really gives a fuck about any of those topics at all, anyway. Like, if they're going to declassify something about those topics, it's probably nothing that means anything. <laughs> and you never know. Like, Russiagate, we already know that shit is fake. We already know that stuff. We don't need any more on that. But Jeffrey like, Epstein... Like, these are like the three fakest topics the news is talking about. I mean, it's like Jeffrey Epstein should have been able to... Those dudes should have been able to get their sweet dream with those teenage chicks. <laughs> you know, well, that's coming from a Satanist perspective, Kyle. Like, regular people do want to know about that. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's... Okay. This is just, to me, this is just the fake shit that the TV has been, like, pushing at us for the past three years or whatever, and it's just, like, it's more important shit going on, I think, than any of this. Yeah, all right, ready to move to the next story? Yeah, let's move to the next story. I thought it was something, like, more... Heavy like stuff on UFOs or the JFK assassination or something like that, you know. Uh, it just sounds like they're scared of him releasing some shit. Yeah, but big deal. This is on their bullshit topics. You know? Yeah, that was just like a list of bullshit topics that have been going on for the past three years. Oh, wow. We've got a fucking um, globalist uh, eugenicist, man, working for oh, Biden. Right. Oh, that's not good. Biden COVID task force pick Zeke Emanuel penned op-ed arguing everyone should die at age 75. Oh, okay. Well, hey, I can you know, offer some people up to do that. Just strapped down to Dr. Kaworki's suicide van. 
Yeah, this dude sounds like a creep. <laughs> Leave it to Biden, man. I'm telling you, these Democrats, they love... They love it, and that's the thing. This guy's going to be in charge of releasing the vaccine to old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you'll sleep in heavenly peace, won't you? Yes, sleep in heavenly peace. Let's all sing Silent Night together while you... While your lights go out. <laughs> Forever. I swear, Democrats like hiring people that like killing people. Well, all governments like that. You know, Republicans and Democrats like to hire people like that. They're known oh, as mercenaries. When's the last time you heard a Republican say something that fucked up? Oh, let me think. Um, usually it had something to do with wars when they hear Republicans talk about. Yeah, but this isn't a war. Like, this is talking about euthanasia, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It's worse than... And remember... It's worse than euthanasia because euthanasia is a terminally ill patient, not just because you're terminally old. Well, yeah, but, you know... Yeah, so it sounds like it's more fucked up when you think about it. <laughs> like, Sorry, Grandpa, we're going to have to scrap you down to the van, give you lethal injection. We, we've had enough of you. No, I still won't live. I have a long life ahead of me. No, no, 75 years. We're tired of wiping your ass, no, Grandpa. Going you're going in the van. Come on, scrap him down, scrap him down. You're going in the van, Grandpa. No. Yeah. Shut the door. Shut the door. Now sedate him. He, he's being in compliance. Sedate him. <laughs> give him the bugle swab. Yeah, give him the coronavirus swab. Oh, you're positive. Those tests are wrong sometimes. Oh, well, we gotta kill you just the same everybody else. Think about the children. <laughs> Now we can serve you with soup and omelets. The yeah. soil green's made from people. Just like you, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, you will never hear about these type of stories anywhere but here, bro. <laughs> right on, right on. We got some juicy... This is, what this is what I've been saying, man. When the Democrats are in, like, crazy shit goes on. <laughs> Yeah, Republicans make shit go on, too. It's just different types of shit. Yeah, it's different types of shit. You aren't just gonna, like... I guess, like, it's just opinions. Like, you will hear the most crazy opinions come out of Democrats. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, even if they don't know. really plan on doing it, they still say some fucked up shit sometimes. That's right away. Obviously, that's why what makes this so interesting. And then Internet Slams, MSM hacks who claim Facebook is teeming with right wing misinformation. Okay, MSM, what's that? Uh, I think it's something. Yeah, like some media. I can't remember. It's like. Okay. It's left wing. Okay. Let's see. No, there, there's a lot. I think there's, there's some truth to that. 
Let's see. Kevin Roos of the New York Times and Ben Rhodes of MSNBC are among many liberals criticizing Facebook for supposedly allowing right-wing misinformation about the 2020 election despite proof to the contrary. Which is opinion. Oh, okay, so this is, okay, so this is about the uh, uh, election the uh, uh, election meddling. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think there is proof on that one. There's not. There, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, no. We've got enough. Yeah, the election thing. Okay, we heard that to death. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, like they're starting a caravan to go to D.C. to stop the steal. Okay. So it's going to go like from the south to the north. Okay. See what goes on. I don't think you'll be able to stop it because I don't think it was a steal. <laughs> and then woman who voted for Trump in Texas shocked to find a record of her voting via mail-in ballot in California. Hmm. Okay. That's freaky. How'd it get to California? Uh, Amanda Murphy moved to Texas a year ago. A woman who says she voted in person for President Trump in Texas was shocked to discover that voter records show she had also apparently voted in Orange County, California via mail-in ballot. Oh. So did she vote, or was that a bunch of crap? Hmm. The woman gave permission for her name to be revealed and is happy to talk to law enforcement or Trump campaign lawyers involved in current election litigation. So, I don't know, she sounds okay. serious. And then McConnell to Dems, don't lecture us on refusing to accept an election. You're right on. Yeah, because, hey, Hillary Clinton didn't go down without a fight. Neither did uh, Gore. Mm-hmm. And then Fauci says he has no intention of stepping down under Biden presidency. Yeah, we knew that. You know, he's going to be beloved by these assholes. He's one of their most beloved assholes. Archbishop writes open letter to Trump warning of COVID health dictatorship. I'll believe that. Yep. It's interesting that a church like preacher is saying that the Yeah, I mean the church has been the most vocal about this, really. Uh, DLJ. I'm not a huge fan of 
stand in the church. The churches have been the most uh, vocal about this. They've been targeted, have you? And listen, it was good to see the shoe on the other foot for a change. It was, uh, they have been the most vocal about it. Yeah, Department of Justice launches national probe of Democrat election fraud. UN announces permanent lockdown. Oh, great. Okay, what's the, the thing about the UN announcing permanent lockdown? Ah, shit. It's a video. Obama security advisor admits Biden is already talking with foreign leaders, a breach of the Logan Act. Says this is the exact same scenario that Obama advises General Flynn of being in. Former Obama Deputy National Security Advisor Ben Rhodes admitted Monday that Joe Biden is already speaking with foreign leaders as if he is the next president. A move that some believe to be the breach of the Logan Act, the same law that President Trump's former National Security Advisor General Mike Flynn was prosecuted under. Oh, okay. Rhodes made the comments during an MSNBC interview in which he slammed Trump for contesting the election. Uh. Yeah. Ready for the next story? Okay, the Stop the Steal caravan starts in Houston. A bunch of angry rednecks coming in one place. Coming to Washington, D.C. Which, you know, they're going to be drinking a bunch of beer on the way and, you know, having the... Uh, trying to get away from their wives and shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, some middle American mom says she'll never vote again. It's like, yeah, I don't care. Okay. But, like, because of the Trump thing? 
Yeah. Okay. Doing just what the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, you know, what the government would want. When yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses could be the official religion of, of uh, the new future, because they want people not to vote. Yeah, and then Twitter and Facebook are smacking down all question of U.S. election integrity. What about four years of Russiagate? Yeah. I don't know. More, more madness. And then globalist Klaus Schwab, world will never return to normal after COVID. Hmm. Well, check that one out or keep moving. Yeah, yeah, let's check that one. Elite, <laughs> Elite push for great reset. In his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, World Economic Forum globalist Klaus Schwab asserts that the world will never return to normal, despite him admitting that coronavirus doesn't pose a new existential threat. Uh Breitbart's James Dilling poll unveils how Schwab is even more explicit in his book about the elite's plan for exploiting the COVID pandemic than in his public statements. Schwab has continually pushed for COVID to be exploited to push for a new world order, claiming now is the historical moment of time not only to fight the virus, but to shape the system for the post-corona era. Yeah, now that's what they're trying to do. And however, he goes further in the book, making it clear that the financial elite will never allow life to return to normal, suggesting that ruling lockdowns and other restrictions will become permanent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Quote, many of us are pondering when things will return to normal, right, Schwab? The short response is never. Nothing will ever return to the broken sense of normalcy that prevailed prior to the crisis because the coronavirus pandemic marks a fundamental inflection point in our global trajectory. The globalist makes this assertion despite admitting that the threat posed by COVID pales in comparison to previous pandemics. Unlike certain past epidemics, COVID-19 doesn't pose a new existential threat, he writes. Schwab makes clear that the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or the Great Reset, will fundamentally change how the world operates. Radical changes of such consequence are coming that some pundits have referred to as before coronavirus and after coronavirus era. We will continue to be surprised by both the rapidity and unexpected nature of these changes. 
As they conflate with each other, they will provoke second, third, fourth, and more order consequences, cascading effects, and unforeseen outcomes, he writes. Great. As Dilling Pohl explains in his column, The Great Reset merely re represents a repackaging of the old globalist agenda, which has been stuttering over the last decade, namely technocratic dictator, dictatorial rule by a tiny elite, the Green New Deal, the gradual abol abolition of private property, a guaranteed minimum wage that will see jobs replaced by robots, a crackdown on personal liberties and curtailing freedom of movement, Part of this I don't believe is really real, and part of it is. I mean, I don't think the the uh, increased minimum wage is designed to make everybody robots. Uh, no, they're going to replace everybody with robots so they can give out the the mandatory minimum wage. What? They're going to replace everybody with robots so that they have to give out a universal basic income so people can survive. Okay, that, that, now that might be true. Okay. And then a senior U.S. Army official said that mask wearing and social distancing will become permanent. While CNN's international security editor right. Nick Patton says, well, Nick Patton Walsh asserted that the mandatory wearing of masks will become permanent, just part of life, and that the public would need to come to terms with it. No, we're not coming to terms with any of this crap. And then that's the end of the article. Okay. Um, that's it in a nutshell, Kyle. And top DOJ voter fraud investigator quits after A.G. William Barr authorizes probe. Wait, top DOJ what? Voter fraud investigator quits after A.G. William Barr authorizes probe. Okay. Yeah, we heard about this one. I think this is the one we read in that other one of the other things, I think. To Naomi Wolf. If I had known Biden wanted new lockdowns, I would never have voted for him. Okay. How well, the hell would she not have known about that unless she wasn't paying attention to what the fuck he was saying the entire time? Yeah, I don't get that either. I mean, the media has pushed it so much. I mean, the media people that I used to trust have been pushing it so much that it's like, damn, it's just ridiculous.
And who benefits? Amazon booms as lockdown crushes small business in Britain. Who? who, who okay, who's Amazon? Amazon. Oh, Amazon, yeah. Okay. Yeah, now that's more. Jeff Bezos is making huge amount of money off of uh, our lack of freedom. ISIS-linked Islamists behead more than 50 people on football pitch in Mozambique. Yeah, I heard. Praise Allah. Find of ISIS. Hopefully they can make sure that there'll never be a, a, a Me Too movement in Mozambique. Right. Yeah, and then it fizzles out. Ready to end the show for today? Yeah, let's end the show. Alright, everybody. Thanks to our viewers in the Philippines and Germany and Ireland and fucking Switzerland. Yeah, yeah we got people in Switzerland now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most of our listeners besides America are in the Philippines. Okay. Right on. Oh, yeah, and feel free to hit up Aaron Order at Panther57481 if you want to sponsor our show. Give us money for drugs. Yeah, yeah, this will go to the, to the uh, Kyle Cowardack Memorial uh, Cannabis Fund. Uh, <laughs> it'll be good. Yeah, all right, talk to you later, Kyle Chaos. Okay, talk to you later, Aaron Order. Peace.